Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, another white guy with a big, scary gun killed. Oh, no, it wasn't a white guy. It wasn't a white guy. Damn, it was a, a, a jihadist, a Muslim jihadist from Syria. Sorry about that. Never mind. We're moving on. We will give you, we will tell you some of the people who, uh, the usual suspect, who jumped the conclusion about the Boulder uh, Colorado shooting. And we'll tell you about some of the victims. It is heartbreaking. It is depressing. And, uh, we will tell you about some of the reaction from Boulder. Also, the latest under Sean Watson, it just keeps getting worse, but I think it's going to get much, much worse for the Houston uh, Texans quarterback. We'll see. And also Bobby Burek from Outkick, our guest today. We will talk to Bobby. I describe him as an, a non-woke sports media critic who does some really good stuff. And uh, we'll get into all that with uh, Bobby today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you as usual by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate of both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. Hi, Colin. Let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, I never say anything good about the New York Times. I, I, I probably never will, but there's one time I remember actually reading it. I didn't buy it, but uh, I read it online. I, I, I think I might have uh, stolen it from someone at uh, work. But uh, after 9-11, for weeks and weeks, might have gone into months, every day they 
profiled in, in some some brief profile, like I forget, it was six, eight, ten paragraphs of each victim. And that's a lot. I mean, we're talking 3,000 profiles. So obviously it did go for months, but I got hooked and every day I'd grab it or get online or whatever I did and read these profiles and they were really well done. And uh, it, it's it, it, it reminds you what the what the real story is what the what the what is what matters and some people are doing that today obviously it gets lost in the noise and uh, we'll get to the noise i'm not against noise but when i look at that i've done this a few times uh in the last uh, whatever 24 hours is just read about some of the people who were slaughtered by the uh, muslim terrorist in boulder 21 year old scumbag Ahmad Alissa. Um, and uh, isn't it amazing that some news outlets take the hyphen out of his last name to make, make him look less uh, Muslim, I guess. I don't know the, the logic in that, but some people have it hyphen, some people do not, but whatever. His first name's Ahmad, and he's uh, a devout jihadist. And I think some news outlets, not all of them certainly, but some will pursue that angle and we'll find out whether he was radicalized in a local mosque or online or whatever. It's part of the story as much as the mainstream media, the corporate media will try to ignore it, but I pick up whatever. Right now I'm on uh, Denver post and a few other outlets have done these little profiles and they are the most, most heartbreaking things. I can't, I got to recommend them. I mean, they did it. Some people did it last week in Atlanta and, and we talked about it briefly and on, on some of these women, one of them was 74, one of these uh, massage therapists in Atlanta. They were all in their 50s and 60s, and they were hardworking. And it's just, and then the couple, then the woman who was there for a couple's massage with her husband got shot, killed. He didn't, she did. I mean, the stories, uh, when you get beyond, when you get beyond the big picture and look at the stories, and a lot of attention has been paid to uh, Officer Eric Talley. If you want a heartbreaking story, he's the 51-year-old cop with seven children, including a five-year-old, <clears throat> although it's been reported somewhere he's seven, but his youngest is five or seven, and uh, he didn't become a cop till he was 40. He was like in IT and wanted to become a, uh, a cop and wanted to become a drone officer. That was his goal, to use the drone drones to investigate crimes, uh, but you read about him and look at him and think seven kids are without a father. And then there was the woman, Erica Mahoney. She's in the news business and she's a director of a, uh, a news director of a radio station in California. I guess they still have those in radio stations in California. We don't have those anymore in New England news directors, but uh, she posted a picture from her uh, wedding and her father is uh, father. Kevin Mahoney is walking her down the aisle and it's just, you look at it. And one of the anchors this morning on, uh, Fox News was started crying, and I don't blame her. It's unbelievable. She's pregnant, and she says, I'm now pregnant. I know he wants me to be, be strong for his granddaughter. I love you forever, Dad. You're always with me, and there's a picture of the two of them. He's like getting choked up, walking her down the aisle, and he was uh, 61. He was slaughtered. I believe he was the first victim. He might have been the one in the parking lot before the scumbag went in the grocery store, but I'm going to tell you which one just hit me the hardest. And I don't even know why I often look for the guy, the youngest, because it seems the cruelest, you know, you're this kid had so much life left. I mean, as tragic as Kevin Mahoney was, he's 61. He's older than me. He's lived a life and he's got a daughter and soon a granddaughter. He's done some things. 
Denny Strong. Denny Strong, he's got kind of long hair and all the pictures you see of me smiling. He was the youngest victim. He was 20 and he was working overnights or nights. I've seen two different versions, but nights at the grocery store. And he said, uh, not so long ago when they talked about uh, um, uh, maybe getting COVID, he said, quote, I can't stay home. I'm a grocery store worker. <laughs> he said he was essential and uh, he was a big gun rights supporter, even at age 20, but as a big bike rider and, and had some weird interest. He, uh, he uh, loved uh, model airplanes and riding his bike. And he's 20 years old and he's busting his ass at a grocery store. And this monster who we granted asylum to uh, when he was a kid, his family from Syria, comes over here, gets angry, according to his, uh, his brother and sister-in-law, gets angry because people, you know, made fun of him. I, I love this part. It is legit called a terrorist in, in what <laughs> feels like a like legit way, not a just like, you know, I'm calling you a terrorist, you're a bad guy. They legit in that community, in that school, feared this kid, like feared yeah. what he would do, called him a terrorist. The kid snaps, what did he, the quote blacked out, right? And attacked him. But by the way, by the way, he uh, blamed, they, his brother and sister-in-law said he, he was angry, hateful, and recently bought a gun and they saw him with the gun. And I, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking, but they have these red flag laws and they're very controversial, but they have them in Boulder, Colorado. You could call the cops and say, I'm concerned. My brother, my sister, my brother-in-law is very angry and he just bought a gun. They could have done that. And I'm not placing it on their, uh, at their feet, but they could have done something about this. Here's what we're going to find out, too, is uh, in, in any minute now, there'll be a story from the mainstream media, and we'll get to them, that it was Islamophobia because someone made fun of him for being uh, Muslim, but he was a high school kid, and he you know, was a wrestler, and he was apparently an angry kid. Don't, don't high school kids make fun of everybody for everything? You know, yeah. and they make fun of you for whatever they made fun of me because i had a big head i mean they make they make fun of people so they're gonna say oh some high school kid made fun of him he he got angry and just kind of exploded three or four years later that that's not gonna fly you could do your best with that uh you know julie DeCaro or, or gail king or whoever joy, joy behar it ain't gonna work i mean we if he'd just taken his life it would have been better off because now the thought of 50, 60 years of, of paying for this guy to, you know, going to prison where he can hang out with his fellow, fellow Muslim fanatics, get three squares a day, probably, Hey, Colorado, <clears throat> you get, a, get, a, get a stimulus check in the next pandemic <laughs> right. or whatever. You know, who's there waiting to hang with him in Colorado, Joe Karzarniev, Joe Karzarniev can uh, be his buddy. And, you know, they could talk about, Oh, Joe Car, Joe Car only killed four. I mean, he wounded 260, but he only killed four. This scumbag killed 10 and, and immediately, I mean, you saw it. First of all, I'm glad we can't, we don't play the stupid white supremacy card because you could see that coming. And I'm glad we, we know the motive. They'll say, what's the motive? Motive unknown. No, the motive's known. This is a jihadist who wanted to, to kill the infidels. He hasn't articulated that publicly, but he will at um, some point, whether it's, in court, in prison, or uh, you know, or through a 
third party through his brother or his lawyer. I mean, clearly. No, but let's, just, let's focus on the fact that he put up social media post that he needed a girlfriend once. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's that's well, the important shit, right? If, if, if they say he was angry or frustrated, I think we could already assume that. I yeah. mean, were you going to say, no, he was happy-go-lucky kid? No, he was not a happy-go-lucky kid. But this amazes me. So there's an uh, asylum program where his family comes over from Syria. We give them... You know, we give them all the freedoms of, of America. This kid just got a, a, a free education. Probably will learn that he had other things that were other benefits that were, were bestowed upon him, like the Zarnievs, who got everything for free. And he turned around and uh, thanked this wonderful country by shooting, killing 10 innocent Americans. And what are we talking about? What is nonstop 24-7? It's about the gun control, which... Is fine. I, I, I've, I've said, I've said many, many times, I'm not a gun guy. I don't have, well, unless you're thinking of, you know, robbing me, you know, then I, you never know. I might have, might have some, uh, I might have my piece right here in my ankle holster. But for the most part, I say, I don't give a damn about AR-15s. But when the argument becomes about AR-15s, you say, what if they weren't available? What if they actually banned them? Well, they didn't. The guy last week. Robert Long didn't have an AR-15. He he had a Glock 9mm, and he killed eight innocent people. So maybe if you get rid of the uh, semi-automatic uh, rifle, the most popular rifle in America, if you get rid of it, maybe he doesn't kill 10. Maybe he kills nine. It doesn't solve the problem. As many people, many, many conservatives have said in the last 24 hours, there's not a single law they're proposing which could have would have stopped this. I mean, it's just another just never-ending debate, and we can have it. I'm all for having it, but tell me how you would have stopped this uh, jihadist, this Muslim terrorist, from killing innocent people in a grocery store. You say, ban the AR-15. Okay, do you think he just goes home and and does you know what his victim did, but makes model airplanes? You think he just you know st- go, goes takes up golf if you ban the AR-15? Of course not. He wants to kill innocent Americans. He wants to. Uh, carry out the, the jihad. So what what does he do? He gets some other gun, or maybe he gets a pressure cooker like his soon-to-be buddy uh, Joe Karzarniev did. He'll find another way. You could say, oh, uh, whatever, waiting period. You could say background check. Oh, fine, fine, do it all. In fact, they do it all in Boulder, Colorado. Every single measure the Democrats are talking about now is in place in Boulder, Colorado. And it it didn't stop them. I mean, it's amazing that uh, criminals don't follow these laws. I mean, they they just don't. And he didn't, and he won't. And <clears throat> you could say whatever you want. He, you know, I, my my idea was always paint the AR-15 pink with little flowers on it. Then guys wouldn't want to get it because it's all oftentimes it's a it's an accessory. It's a badass looking thing. And I tell the story about a guy I know not well, but a guy I know who's a gun guy. And I asked him after whatever on some other shooting do you have an ar-15 because they were talking about banning them and he said i have nine of them i go what i have nine i go you have nine guns the same essentially yeah different you know whatever models or years yeah i go why would you ever need nine i just like them those kind i can't relate to those people I can't I can't relate. Relate. yeah no i like yeah. music i like movies <laughs> i like playing golf i, I got a friend golf. i got a friend who's a gun guy he has a gun room locked up i've been in it and it's he has three million dollars worth of guns, Jesus. Uh, and it's not 
he's a collector. It's not for protection, although I wouldn't want to break in his house. But he's got like this. Oh, this uh, pistols from the you know the the Swiss resistance in World War One, and he'll tell you a story about every gun, and they're worth. Some of them are worth a fortune, and it's an interesting uh, uh, hobby to uh, to collect and talk and, and you know and, and resell and sell them. And again, I wouldn't want to mess with him because he loves his guns. But I can't relate to that. I can't relate to people who hold the AR-15 and get aroused. I mean, they actually get physically aroused. And, oh, they, I mean, it's like this sexual experience when they go to the range and shoot targets. Uh, but I don't doubt that it's their right and they have their reasons. And when you and, see and the majority of which are responsible, yeah, we no, relate to it, but they're responsible with it. No kidding. I mean, majority, like 99%, and they're the most – I'm glad that they're out there. Put it this way. When you see uh, Antifa running wild and BLM, you know, burning cities and people who lived in cities that have been – you know, there was a guy the other day in Portland, and they had video of him, and he had a store that's been trashed by Antifa like a dozen times, and he reached the end of his rope, and he comes out. Actually, it was a home. It was his home. It wasn't a, a, part, uh, a store. He comes out with a wrench in his hand and said, get out of here. And he's like yelling. And I'm sure he was scared to death thinking one of these punks is going to bash him in the head with a brick. But all he had was a wrench. And I'm thinking that guy should arm himself. I mean, he is dealing with these, 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 these maggots every day, every night, these scummy, dirty, filthy Antifa animals. And I mean, he should be able to protect himself uh, with, with the firearm. I'm sure he can't. I'm sure he I don't even know if he tried, but I'm sure in Portland, it's next to impossible to get your uh, permit to carry. But he came out holding a wrench like the guy in, uh, what's the movie where he throws the wrench? Oh, uh, Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Like the guy yeah. Dodgeball. Ah, you, you leave me alone. And I'm like, just leave him alone, you dirtbags. But anyway, anyway, the, I don't want to say that I enjoyed. That's not the right term. And I know you feel the same way, Cullinane. Watching these fools that jumped to, who jumped to conclusions and and for some reason decided before Ahmad Alisi Alisi was uh, uh, well he was already apprehended but before he was uh, uh, named they were assuming it was a white man because it was a white man last week <laughs> and I don't know why but they were assuming it was a white man. And they were literally talking about white supremacy before we found out it was a Syrian refugee who did it, you know, in the name of Allah. And they just looked like fools when they said it and looked like fools when the truth came out. And and many of them, you know, we know oh, Julie DeCaro. Oh, we got Julie DeCaro. Well, here it is on our screen. Julie DeCaro, everyone's favorite lunatic lefty who blocked most of us, blocked me. Did, you, did she block I, you? I got to go, go incognito to find her stuff. Yeah, she blocked Yep. <clears throat> and she wrote a book. Her, her name on Twitter is now Julie DeCaro wrote a book. Yes. Um, so she tweets. Well, this says, how many followers does she have? This had 46,000 retweets, 186,000 likes. And here's what Julie DeCaro said. Extremely tired of people's lives, depending on whether a white man with an AR-15 is having a good day or not. And I, later on, uh, she here's the her friend and her friend's description is unbelievable. Her friend is from USA Today. Her name is Hamel Javeri. Hamel Javeri is the USA Today. Uh, let me get the uh, her title. USA Today editor of 
what is it diversity and race diversity and race yeah. <laughs> actually sports editor of diversity and race usa today and i don't even know how they uh, still in existence you still get it free in hotels i don't even know but usa today has an editor a sports editor i'm sorry of diversity and race and um she sounds very objective and you know very down the middle hamel javeri writes it's always an angry white man always yeah one two combo Julie DeCaro right in USA today it was perfect perfect reply there are a couple of buddies and they're going back and forth and they're saying another white man here we go another white man and they didn't uh, well I guess she she did uh, 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 she didn't want well, even know if she deleted it because she blocked me but everyone has a screenshot so it doesn't matter so it come turns out it's a Syrian refugee named Ahmad Alyssa uh, you know 21 year old angry piece of crap from uh, from somewhere else who we gave asylum to and gave the great gift of you know america to and he turned on us and uh, speaking of uh, uh, ridiculous outrageous insane tweets uh, a lot of people are uh, retweeting commenting on michael moore you can always count on michael moore uh, last night michael moore tweeted a picture of the statue of liberty and wrote the life of ahmad al alui alissa shows that people can come to our come from all over the world and truly insim, assimilate into our beloved American culture. That got quite a reaction because that fat piece of crap uh, can all, always, always takes the side of, against America and it points out our beloved American culture, I guess, includes, you know, shooting innocent people. That got uh, 3,600 likes and 562 retweets already. So... I don't know. He's kind of the leader of that 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 crowd. He and and uh, you know what the thing about Michael Moore though is like at least he doesn't bitch about other people who shit all over him. Like Julie DeCaro and then right, um, right. Hamal, whatever. Like the, the Hamal woman, her just now now her account's private, so now you can't see anybody oh, really? because she goes out and says something that is clearly you know race baiting every every word you can think of in the book and then she complains about the backlash because of it so she you know what i mean like it's just at least michael moore owns his shit he's a wacko and he's an asshole but at least he owns it uh that's true i don't hear him whining uh, as much like these people do and you're right they they talk about how i don't know if you saw sunny huston or houston whatever her name is on the, the view said she went on this gun rant and said she doesn't feel safe leaving her house. I mean, this is a fabulously wealthy, wealthy person who can afford security and you know a high security building with doormen and everything. But because of some crazy jihadist in Boulder, Colorado, she no longer feels safe leaving her house. Uh, it just they just they, they just go overboard. Here is Mina Harris. She she kind of stole the day when it came to these hysterical. Uh, lefties jumping to conclusions and blaming of course white men um mina i'm gonna get her original tweet because she tweeted again uh about uh tweeted uh, she deleted it and then she explained and mina harris if you're not sure who that was um that is uh, kamala harris's niece a not i don't think she's the the supermodel you know that really dorky looking uh supermodel that's i think that's kamala harris's stepdaughter this is kamala harris oh, here you go i got it you got it because i got it it's uh, uh she deleted the tweet the atlanta shooting was not even a week ago violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country <laughs> violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat and now we have a uh, 
a uh, Syrian refugee. And she, she writes, I deleted a previous tweet about the suspect in the Boulder shooting. And she writes, um, I made an assumption based on his being taken into custody alive and the fact that the majority of mass shootings in the U.S. are carried out by white men. So she assumed it had to be a white man because the cops didn't kill him. <laughs> they shot him, as you can see. And I was I kind of it was encouraged by this, that when the cops took him away, he was bleeding out on his left on his right leg and they made him walk. At least they made him walk. They didn't bring like a wheelchair or a stretcher to him. They made him walk. And he was he, some reason he took his clothes off, not all his clothes, but he, he looked like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, his big, fat, hairy piece of crap who uh, took his he had a uh, bulletproof vest, took that off, took a shirt off and then got shot in the leg. And I believe dropped the gun. And so they didn't shoot him to death. And I'm glad they didn't because we can hear from him and maybe learn from him and, you know, put him away forever. Unfortunately, they recently did away with the death penalty in Colorado, which is too bad. If I, I mean, if you want to see a poster child for the death penalty, take a look at uh, Ahmad Alissa. By the way, he wrestled in high school, just like Zarniev. So they have something, you know what those two kids can do? They can, maybe they can wrestle each other when they're put away in, uh, you know, Florence Supermax. They'd probably enjoy that. But is there anything sillier than asking if you should charge him with a hate crime, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, this is a hate crime. What, what, what the hell, what mass shooting doesn't involve hate. I mean, and what does it do other than satisfy some, you know, I don't know, some special interest, some bureaucrat who's in charge of hate, someone like the USA Today woman, the editor of race and diversity. She probably like, you know, he should be charged with a hate. Crime. What does, what does that do? I mean, you're facing obviously 10 life sentences, I don't think Ahmad Alyssa will ever see the light of day. I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain, even if even if the, the the current crowd stays in power, even if President Kamala Harris ascends to the throne, he's not going to see the light. What, what, why do you need hate crime legislation? I guess I will never understand that. What does that matter? Same thing in Atlanta. They're all debating whether hate crimes uh, uh, should be charged uh, against uh, um Robert Long, what's the difference? I mean, what's the, what, what happens when you add hate crimes? I don't get it, but hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about a great new sponsor, GovX. Uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership at GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. This site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast, easy, and totally free. Become a member today and use Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com, savings for those who serve. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. 
Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. We're going to move on briefly to uh, Deshaun Watson because, you know what? We promised we'll give you a Deshaun Watson update every day. And we will do that because it changes every day. What number are we at now here, uh, uh, Colin? 16. Yeah. Is it, it is, what, 14 lawsuits, isn't it? Um, I don't know. What to, uh, we yeah, should do that because the time this thing drops and people listen, it'll we be. We have to have our numbers right in this situation. I think at this point, we're uh, we're past the point of needing to uh, get the data on the information. Now that's it's true. full-fledged. Like, we're at are you a predator or not zone. Like, that's where we're and, at. And I don't know. I haven't read uh, the guy in the Houston Chronicle. What was his name? Aaron Wilson yet. Yep. Does he still think six teams are lining up to make a deal? Oh, how silly was that premise that people still want to trade from? No one would trade anything for him. They wouldn't take him for nothing. The Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, New England Patriots, Niners, Broncos, none of them would take Deshaun Watson for nothing. They didn't, wouldn't give you a thing for Deshaun Watson because this guy has a problem. He's not who we thought he was. I'm ready to... Uh, jump to conclusions and say he was inappropriate with many, many women and he had a fetish. It couldn't just be one or two. He wanted to uh, do this to a number of women because he probably enjoyed the uh, the challenge, enjoyed the danger of it all. And today, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, who used to be a, uh, a lawyer, he's got a piece saying what he would do if he, you know, because a lot of people asked him, what would you do if he hired you? He didn't hire Florio, hired Tony Busby, Who's either a uh, a a good lawyer or a the the most incredible con man, the most incredible uh, uh, shakedown artist of all time? Because he's the one who's updating us every day with the number of masseuses who are charging, accusing Deshaun Watson of inappropriate behavior. But 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 two things, two things here. Uh, he gives all this advice, Florio, and it's reasonable. He said he'd sit down, try to get all the women or their representative in a room, try to make one big settlement, try to make it all go away with one big paycheck that they could. And, and they clearly are looking for that because they're not, haven't gone to the cops, which brings me to point number two. And, which, to, the, well, is, and to the point where they tried to basically extort them out of 30. One of them tried to extort them out of right. 30 grand in, in January, I believe. I'm not sure that's extortion. If you say, yeah. I will agree not to uh, charge you with, if you, if you, and these are you know hardworking people that working class girls, maybe who, and and by the way, are are people like Julie DeCaro and uh, you know people like uh, Kamala Harris's niece and all these? Are they waiting to see what race these women are because they haven't had much to say about this yet? But I assume they are. They're going to wait and see what race they are, and then they decide uh, how they feel about it, which is madness. I don't know what race they are. It doesn't matter. If he was inappropriate, it sure sounds like he was. My question would be. Even if he sat down and wrote 16 checks and say that, say the number is not going to stay at 16 because the lawyer already said he's got 22 women who are, are ready to make this accusation or ready to file ch uh, uh, for a, a loss, ready to sue. If he wrote checks to all of them, do we assume that uh, uh, protects him from any criminal charges? Because this sounds like a crime that he committed dozens of times. So if one of those women says, I want to talk to the police and the police, and according to Florio and, uh, and others, uh, they're, they're, they're waiting. They're just waiting for, uh, 
the police to get involved in criminal investigation to uh, proceed. So if one of them says he assaulted me, I want to press charges, it's all over. You can't make it go away with a big paycheck. So um, if there's if there and I think Harden said this in his statement last night, he submitted a statement to, I think, a local television station is that he's received messages from other masseuses saying, uh, you know, I, he's been a great client. Deshaun Watson has been a great client of theirs. Well, th if, if he's done this to potentially 24 women, 26 women, there should be then like 75 others that say he's a great. You know what I mean? Like it should be. But here's. And again, I, I've been looking for this. I'm waiting for this. Here's where it gets really dicey for Watson is when any of these women, and it doesn't have to be, you know, 22, two or three, four or five, go into detail, get graphic. Here's what he made me do. And you see it in print and you hear it and they talk about it on, on talk shows and you go, holy crap, that's that's a game changer. If you say he grabbed her where by the head and pulled it here and did that and jumped off the table. If you, if they give you details play by play of what he, his little fetish was, it's over. I mean, it's over. You never look at him the same. They can't trade him. The league suspends him. I mean, this is, I, it's not as bad as taking air out of a football granted, but it's pretty bad. It's, it's, you know, not, a thing that gets you, uh, it probably doesn't get him put away, you know, like Kellen Winslow for the next 15 years, but it does get you in trouble with the law and this trouble with the league and suspended. And it's never the same again for Deshaun Watson. So if, and I, I, I'm not sure if the media is working on this angle, but if somebody gets one of the victims to tell her story in detail, graphic detail of what he did and how that was his thing, man. That just turned him on, and it becomes a, I don't want to say Harvey Weinstein, because he's just a, the, he's a rapist, but if it becomes just this this perverted, this, this little fetish that this guy had, then you look at him like every day, every time you see or hear, his name's 25. He's going to be around for a while, and you say, he's not, He's, he's a freak. He's a creep. He's a monster. Then it all changes. Right now, it's just, oh, he did this. He touched a masseuse inappropriately. And you go, ah, that's awful. Uh, pay, her, pay her off. Give her, give her a couple hundred grand. And he can afford to pay them off, but he's going to have to. I well, think Watson, point, he's not giving any names, even just on the like being conf obviously you're not going to do it publicly, but privately Busby's not giving any names, names to Harden or Deshaun Watson's legal team in any capacity. So there is, this is a, he said, she said shit. That's just bananas. And it's getting worse by the day. I, I don't even, it's, I don't even know how you get resolved in this. Like from Deshaun Watson's standpoint, like it's almost like he's so screwed. I wonder if we'll ever see him play football again. Like just plain and simple. Uh, so, well, I mean, the only way it'd be stopped from playing football is if he went away to prison. I mean, that's yeah. the only, he's not going to stop playing football because of this. I tell you what, he's not playing football anywhere else, but Houston, Texas. Yeah. No, you're right. Amazing. Two weeks ago, we were here on this show talking about how the Texans would be crazy to trade him for anything. He's that good and that young, and he's got you know everything going on. And now we're saying that was not the person we thought we were and comparing him to O.J. Simpson and Kellen Winslow and, and Harvey Weinstein. But I wonder when that story's coming out that, uh, that all, you, right, all you need is one or two of these, masseuse, and there's 20 of them or whatever, 16, 18, 24, who knows, but they're – you get two or three of them to sit down with the Houston Chronicle or sit down with 
uh, I don't know who would be, be the person most likely to write this story, but, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated perhaps, or maybe someone at ESPN and tell their story. And then you go, holy crap, that guy's a freak. He's a, uh, whatever, a, a misogynist. And, and, you know, he, it's never the same again. That that's young stud quarterback is suddenly a, a, a freak that nobody wants to root for. Nobody wants to touch and it all changes. But I still uh, want to know where these women came from. Like, where did Busby find these women? I, I just, I, it's a good question. Well, you start similar with, with Cuomo. We talk about it all the time. It starts with one brave woman. What, what coverage are you seeing on Deshaun Watson? Like, I don't see too much of it on like ESPN or anything like that. So where are these, where are these women? Well, one, uh, well first of all, I'm sure it's huge in Houston. Yeah. True. And one woman calls, like you said, in January, one woman calls, hires him, says he did this to me. He forced me to do whatever. And you, uh, it goes public. And then, that guy, you know, he's a lawyer. His name's, his number's out there. It's public. He's got, he's got an 800 number and boom, one woman becomes three, becomes six, becomes eight. Just like with Cuomo, it's hard to be the first or yeah. even the second. It can, it can it's not as hard to be the 16th. You can have a friend who's a masseuse and be like, hey, I don't know if you heard this Deshaun Watson story, but did you ever, you know, or they know that they that Deshaun Watson came in because they were bragging about it one time or talking about it. It can spiral pretty quick. So I guess that's. And I'm it. telling you, that's what's going to happen. It, 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 it's going to get worse because yeah. we're going to find out details. I mean, I've been reading the stories. And they're they're hinting at what he was into and what he made them do, but they're not giving you dirty details. And when they do, it 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 changes, and he's suddenly you know this freak. And that's not a good thing to be in starting NFL quarterback and be you know a freak. It's it's not going to help anyway. You thought the Texans were screwed up before this thing all unfolded? I mean, they are just a joke. You talk this. I'm going to predict right now. One in 15 for the Houston Texans, whether he's a quarterback or not. One, 15, two and 14, it'll be a disaster. But uh, you know what? We'll do it again tomorrow because there'll be a 17th, 20th, 21st, 20, whatever. Um, but are we going to talk to Bobby Burak from uh, Outkick now? Yeah, let's do, uh, let's do a little the- Jay and then we'll connect with <clears throat> Bobby. Uh, do a little what? Shake do a little Jay. I want to do, do Clinton and Kamala at some point. I mean, we don't have to do that today, but uh, they're going to have a, is this the most, the most amazing thing you've ever seen? Bill Clinton and uh, Kamala Harris are going to have a sit down interview. I mean, is anyone like, how does Bill Clinton come back from what he did, what we know he did this way? I mean, he spoke at the DNC. He's Kamala Harris. Here's, here's the story. We'll go one-on-one with Bill Clinton on Friday this week to talk about the impact of COVID on women and empowering women and girls in the U.S. and around the world. This is part of the Clinton Global Initiative event. (laughs) Bill Clinton was chosen to interview the first female vice president who, you know, whatever, she's got her her issues, her faults, but she's the most powerful woman in the world right now. Maybe Pelosi, but she's soon to be president, the first female president. She wants to talk about COVID effects on women and, and whatever women's issues. And she picks Bill Clinton to do it. He's not, I mean, was Bill Cosby unavailable? Did I guess, you know, Harvey Weinstein couldn't get a furlough and, you know, couldn't, uh, I mean, wh- you pick Bill Clinton to talk about empowering women. The one, the guy who famously told Juanita Broderick to put ice on it. It is amazing how obvious something looks from a PR perspective and how horrible it is and they don't pick up on it. Or the most likely scenario is they're so arrogant 
that they don't think it matters. This is the pre vice president of the United States. She's got a whole team of advisors. And they all said, sure, Bill Clinton's the guy. Bill Clinton? I mean, you could pick whoever. You could pick Barack Obama, couldn't you? Or any other left-wing guy to sit there and say, oh, women, how is COVID affected women? And all she's going to do is laugh uncontrollably and inappropriately. So who cares who it is? Why would you want him asking her about the treatment of women? It just seems bizarre, but we will, we'll be watching. That's this Friday. I'm excited about it, but, uh, all right, let's, uh, we want to talk to uh, one of our, uh, one of the guys we've been trying to get a hold of and we finally did Bobby Burak from, uh, Outkick, but first let me tell you about Shea Concrete and what Shea can do for you. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800 696 SHEA. That's 800 696 S H E A. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. And I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was um, Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. I had never written a song before, actually, and uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire. Join me for The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters. From Podcast One or wherever you get yours. Now, joining us now is a guy we've been trying to get a hold of. Finally, Colin did. I'm excited about this. Bobby Borak from Outkick. I describe you this way and tell me if it's accurate. A non-woke sports media critic. And I don't think I've ever, there's not many of those, not many of those. When you joined Outkick, I told, Colin and I were talking about, I said, this is perfect because there's a real uh, void there. There's a real need there for somebody who does the sports media thing. It doesn't immediately fall back on the same old, you know, tired trope saying, oh, Oh, we need more whatever female what a play by play guys. And I mean it seemed like they all write and say the same thing. And in comes Bobby Burak at Outkick with a refreshing take. It is not a, the the pre predictable, usual woke take from sports media critics. Do I have that right, Bobby Burak, the non-woke sports media critic? Yeah, Jerry, I think uh what people don't realize on the outside that uh, read and consume media coverage. There's so many unwritten rules, rules that I broke early on. I'll give you a perfect example. You probably remember when ESPN put all this money into high noon with Bomani Jones and right. they spent a lot of money. This is a show that, you know, Bomani was coming off a failed radio stint where he had lost over 90 affiliates. But I was told, hey, you know, you can't criticize Bomani and Pablo, but that, you know, 
go, go after Skip Bales, go after Colin Coward, go after Dave Portnoy. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are these guys protected? So when, when I was really the first national voice to say, hey, look, at this guy has been giving millions of dollars a year from ESPN. He's failed. He's going to fail on high noon. And he did fail on high noon in two different spots. And people around the industry, you know, they, they wanted to silence that voice because people like Bomani, Jamel, Pablo, Michelle Beadle, those are people that I was told, hey, you know, you can't criticize them. They're okay. Go after these guys. And I would never play by those rules, Jerry. It's a, it's, a, it's a great example. I always use the Jamel Hill example, who's failed. Again, she failed in that 6 o'clock show with Michael right. Smith. And, you know, writing, she's not a particularly good writer, but it doesn't matter. They just keep, she keeps getting hired. Bill Simmons hires her to a podcast about a TV show that's been off the air for 15 years to do a, a Wire podcast that I'm sure has like three listeners. It doesn't matter. There's some people that always have there'll, there'll always be more opportunities for them and one reason they they do that is because they know the coverage will be positive they know there aren't any or many bobby burracks out there who are going to say hey this guy doesn't get any ratings and bamani's another great example the guy has failed many many times but i can promise you he will always have a job he'll always have someone willing to hire him because that's the that's the culture these days in media particularly in sports media well, and think about sports media, as much as ESPN's executives will say this is a business, they're not making business decisions on the programming side unless they absolutely have to. They're making PR decisions. They're not thinking about, okay, if I put this person on TV, if I fire this person, what's the ratings going to say? They're saying, no, what's PR going to say? What's Richard Deitch going to say? Uh, what is the right. New York Times going to write? What right. is Twitter going to tweet? And that's how they're making their decisions. A total slap in the face to all sports fans because their voice doesn't matter right now. It's those that don't watch sports that are dictating what ESPN and other big major sports media companies are doing. You, you um, uh, Tell me if you agree with this, that people don't realize, or the general public doesn't realize that, the, that sports media, particularly ESPN, high-profile network people, you know, ABC, NBC, they're every bit as left-wing, every bit as woke as the news media, every bit as woke as New York Times and, and CNN and MSNBC. I mean, there they were there was consensus across the board at ESPN that Colin Kaepernick was a friggin' hero, an American hero. They weren't allowed to say uh, hell, a negative word about the guy. And if you did, they looked at you like, what are you, nuts? He's just kneeling for police brutality. What's wrong with you? I mean, you know, part of one of the appeals when I moved out kick was I got to cover the cable news industry, which I actually probably cover more than sports now. So covering MSNBC, CNN, and ESPN, there's not much of a difference as far as political leanings. I would argue a lot of times ESPN is even more aggressive and left-wing politics and certain storylines because at least sometimes CNN and MSNBC will provide the news than the opinion where ESPN, right. they just skip that news part and go right into the opinion. Like I got a good example for you during the NBA playoffs, probably had a million viewers, Jalen Rose blurted out during halftime, arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. Now look, what happened to Breonna Taylor was a tragedy. Should never happen. Inexcusable. But to say the cops just murdered her without any context, that's a stretch because there's a whole lot other um, parts of that story that need to be said 
in order to reach that conclusion. Now, if, if that's what Jalen Rose feels, I have no problem with that. I mean, I would like to discuss that with him because I have right. a different angle from it. But if he's going to say that to a million sports fans, they deserve to know the context of that story. That's a great. And he point. didn't provide that. He just said the cops murdered Breonna Taylor. So, so basketball fans are thinking, wait a minute, a cop just point blank murdered a black woman for no reason. That's the story he said, Gary. Again, or Jerry, if that's what his conclusion is, okay. But give the proper context and let the viewers decide if it was just a random murder. Which you know that story. That's not how the story went down. They did not just walk into apartment building and shoot her dead. I, I pointed on Twitter, you know, do people, these people know that her boyfriend shot a cop first. I mean, exactly. it's almost like you're not allowed to say that. And I think with ESPN, you mentioned CNN, MSNBC, at least they understand that there's another point of view. They think you're, you know, white supremacist, and right. whatever, they don't respect it, but they know there's a debate to be had at ESPN. They don't even understand that there are two sides and, Think of their big debate show. It's Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, two hardcore left wingers, both of whom you know support Colin Kaepernick and think that uh, you know police whatever uh, brutality is an epidemic in America. They they think the same way on the big issues. I mean, they might debate whether you know who which which quarterback you know right. who or this guy or whatever. They might debate those issues, which aren't really big deals. But on the big stories of the day, they agree like everybody. At ESPN agrees, and the idea that you would dissent, and and I think I think COVID brought a lot of this out too. When you had people that you know were against lockdowns, and they look at you and you go, "What are you nuts? They're trying to protect us." And you go, "Have you read up? Have you under? Do you understand there are there's two sides to this? They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it." Two two months ago, you probably remember this. The Washington Post, which I think is the absolute worst outlet, I, I, I find them to be completely dishonest, misleading. Yes. They tweeted out that um, Jacob Blake was unarmed, factually incorrect. He had a knife on him. Uh, again, not making excuses, but that's a part of the story. Um, and they tweeted that out, and I, you know, corrected them on Twitter. I don't want to name names, but a pretty prominent sportscaster reached out to me saying, "Why was it necessary for you to point that out?" <laughs> I said, well, I mean, again, if he's not unarmed, he's not unarmed. You know, if he has a knife on him, that does not make him an unarmed person, like they said. For the Washington Post to write that, and they eventually corrected it after enough scrutiny, that's incredibly irresponsible months after they knew that he had a knife on him. The thing is, is it doesn't matter if they know. They don't want that to be the story. And people in sports media that were retweeting this, people from Bleacher Report, ESPN, they knew that he wasn't unarmed, but they didn't want that to be the story. They were perfectly fine with the misleading narrative that he did not have a knife on him. That's problematic for me. If you're working for a place like the Washington Post, which, believe it or not, does have a lot of credibility and reaches a lot of prominent people. So many storylines that the news industry carries now originates from the Washington Post. Right. And uh, they, I thought, I, it, I mean, I found that to be problematic. That is amazing, Bobby. And, and you think about it. They know he, he admitted he was armed. He said, I picked up the knife. <laughs> right. You know, he said, I picked up my knife. And he said, I probably shouldn't have. And you go, okay, that matters. That means you're armed. It's like with the insurrection. Right. The, armed in, the first armed insurrection without any arms. And the, the media doesn't want to admit that they didn't have arms they didn't have guns and, and it wasn't an insurrection but besides that it was a wonderful armed insurrection but uh, speaking of uh, incredibly irresponsible 
um, you were writing and uh, I assume tweeting about uh, yesterday's overreaction or premature reaction before the suspect was named Ahmad Alissa was named. And it's just this whole list, the usual suspects who tweeted that it was a white man and a white supremacy. And, you know, we got to do something about white men. And it's incredible. Then they get, then they get the truth. They get the story and they go, whatever. It's still true that lots of white men kill people. There's no sense of you know shame or regret or, or responsibility from these people when they, when they overreact or when they're flat out wrong. Our vice president's niece, Kamala Harris's niece, immediately after this, um, the shooting came down again, another tragedy, um, you know, awful, disgusting uh, shooting. She goes, white men are the real terrorists in the country. That was a tweet. Um, okay. <laughs> that's, that's quite a statement. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I read a lot of the numbers. I, I don't, I, I don't see any evidence that say that terrorists just point to white men. Um, I was looking at some charts. A lot of different races commit crimes, violence, murders. Um, you know, to say that just point blank white men are terrorists. I mean, you tell me, is, is it that, that's the definition of an irresponsible comment. Can you imagine saying that about any other race, just that they're terrorists? And you're the vice president's niece. And she said that with no evidence either. Even if you thought it, you'd say, I, I better not do this. It's just they feel free, the freedom to be to be wrong because the person they're wrong about is a white guy. It's like, yeah, whatever. We're wrong. And and they'll just move right from that narrative to the gun instead of the, you know, the jihadist, the Muslim terrorist. Yeah, you know, we'll, we don't want to do that. We'll do the gun. We'll move right to the gun. That's uh, what they're all doing Mark, today. Mark Jones, uh, I've written about this guy several oh, times. It's, it's incredible. That, uh, keep it up. Keep it up this, because this guy is the – This might be the dumbest person to ever work for any broadcasting company. I mean, this guy is a complete moron. He has no idea what he's talking about. Um, you know, just a, just a quick background for your listeners. This is the guy that celebrated uh, Nick Bosa tearing his ACL because he might have supported Trump, celebrated his ACL tear, celebrated Rush Limbaugh's death, called Trump a white a terrorist, um, uh, said that police are trying to shoot him, although they're trying to escort him and help them find yeah, his that, wallet. That, I mean, that's, that's the best one, Bobby. The best one, I'm sure I read it from you, was he didn't want a police escort to the games. He's a play-by-play guy right. doing uh, college football. And, or it was, yeah, And he didn't want a police escort because he thought one of them might turn around and shoot him. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, this this guy is, um, you know, as dishonest as and disgusting. You remember ESPN standards? And then, you know, you know, quick sidetrack. Every time he does this stuff, I call ESPN right away and say, you know, you guys want to say that those comments do not represent your company? They won't say it, Jerry. You know, how easy it be for ESPN to just say, you know, we, we don't we don't support celebrating somebody dying of lung cancer. We don't support an athlete blowing out his knee, but they won't do it. That represents everything that's wrong with the media. And, and if anybody from ESPN is watching this, I would say again, you guys are cowards. If you can't say that, you, you I mean you sh- you lose all credibility on any other topic because if you won't admit that what he this guy did was wrong, and not only are they not. Um, you know, saying what he's doing wrong publicly, they're promoting this guy. They, they after he said that, they put him on the Ar- Army Navy game. After right. he, he made all these comments, the Sacramento Kings fired a guy for saying all lives matter and hired Mark Jones. This that guy's a- being this guy's being rewarded for these comments. <laughs> that that's is amazing. All, that's all you need to know about sports media is that m- what Mark Jones is doing is the path to success. 
That is amazing, Bobby Burek from Outkick. Think of that. The sec- and we've talked about this. I've talked about it a lot in the last year. Grant Napier, Sacramento Kings play-by-play guy, got fired for tweeting "All Lives Matter." That's it. That's all he did. Got fired. The team hired a guy who celebrated the death of Rush Limbaugh, the injury to Nick Bosa, and said he doesn't want a police escort because he's black and he thinks those cops might turn around and shoot him. That guy got hired and and he's it, a he's in good standing at espn they got no problem you imagine reverse of that bobby imagine you or me saying you or i saying uh gee um, malcolm jenkins towards acl i'm glad he towards acl because he supports calling you can't even criticize colin kaepernick let alone wish you know a, a devastating career-ending injury on the man you can't even say you know what i disagree with what he's doing or they will jump down your throat the only way that you or I wouldn't be fired is if Twitter censored that tweet before the bosses saw it, <laughs> because they probably would. Yeah. I mean, Twitter would see that and it would be down. But no, no. And back on Mark Jackson, his latest one, this one isn't as serious, but this kind of shows you how delusional this guy is. He's now sharing tweets of people saying the only reason Batman doesn't cover his face completely is because he's white. What does that even mean? I mean, I, I don't even understand the point of that. I would love to interview Mark Jones, but Mark Jones face to face and try to get something out of it. Because I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. You, you've tried, I, I assume, and he won't. He won't I would take love to. Off. I would. I would, You know, Katie Nolan, another one, very uh, bothered by my criticism of her. I've reached out to her publicist. I'd interview her. Um, anyone I criticize, I'm willing to interview. I think they deserve the chance to defend themselves but they don't. So Mark Jones will not return your calls. Cause that'd be a great story. The problem is they don't ever get called out. It's like a real heart, you know, good le- left wing Paul, like Joe Biden. I mean, he's used to the media kissing his ass, slobbering all over him. So if Peter Ducey asks one tough question, it's like, Whoa, well, they're not used to it. Trump was hardened. His skin was leather. I mean, he could hit, he was used to the hostile uh, reaction, everything. So if you're Biden or Kamala Harris and you get a tough question, you are shocked. You go, what? You're on my side. You're the media. These people the same way. Mark Jones thinks what he says and does is perfectly normal mainstream thinking that, you know, don't go near the cops. They might kill you or, you know, let's be happy. Nick Bosa's seriously injured because he doesn't hate Donald Trump. That's normal in his mind. Yeah, and you know, to answer your question, I, I've not reached out to him personally about interviewing so mate, but, but I know what he'll say. I mean, if I were to call him right now, um, I wouldn't anticipate him accepting the interview. But it, it goes back to the mindset of these people. But again, what this does, when someone like Mark Jones says this, ESPN executives, they then they are afraid to not only punish them, but not promote them. Because if they right. don't promote them, then the narrative is, Oh, they're holding back Mark Jones because he spoke out about police brutality. Right. Although he did it in a very dishonest way. He basically lied. He didn't say anything um, useful or accurate, but that's the narrative. So much of what ESPN does now, and I've said this to ESPN, this is not me revealing anything new. They're trying to avoid hit pieces from like the New York Times. It's all about PR. This is an incredibly poorly run business. Um, I think they've really ruined what sports fans used to come to as a quote-unquote escape. Um, I mean, you go through that lineup right now, how many shows are just for the average person that wants to watch football on Sunday? I can't find one. 
Right. It's so true. I mean, Barry Weiss said that when she left the New York Times is it's uh, the Times is edited, run by Twitter and ESPN right. the same way. Their whole goal is to avoid, you know, the, the tweet critics and uh, the tweet Twitter mobs. A lot of I assume a lot of newsrooms are like that, sadly. And there are certain people who are untouchable. And that's why I, I was never a fan of Skip Bayless, but I kind of respect the idea that this 70 year old white guy is getting eight million a year, probably driving all those other people you know, nuts. And he just goes on and does his thing. And it's not particularly entertaining in my opinion, but it's like they, they look at him and go, how did he get in here? <laughs> Who invited you? This is, we're having our little woke party here in the sports media. No one, you know, we don't, we don't need an old white guy like Skip Bayless, but somehow he has, uh, uh, established his value and they pay him. But you've you've uh, obviously written about lots of other things that we've been talking about. I'm not sure how to keep up with Deshaun Watson at this point. I mean, we, we're talking now and this podcast will be posted like in a half hour. So there might be like six or eight more accusers by then. But right now we have 16 lawsuits and uh, at least 24 women who are going to come forward. Um uh, Colin and I, were just talk and I were just talking about this, and here's what I think could happen, and it'll make matters much, much worse. Bobby, tell me if you agree, that one or two or three or five of these women start talking, telling their story to whoever, to the Houston Chronicle or to Bobby Burak at OutKick, and go into detail of what Watson does, you know, what he's into, what what his little perversions, fetishes are. And then it's over. Then you can't look at him the same again. Then he's just a freak. He's not a young stud superstar, potential superstar quarterback. Um, yeah, this story, um, I, I know you've probably been on it. A lot of people have touched it. Some people have ignored it completely. Multiple things are true at once here. And I want to go break them down in order. Um, I, I believe in all cases in due process. And I know a lot of people that I don't agree with do not, including, you know, Andrew Cuomo supporters who right. didn't want to provide Brett Kavanaugh due process, but now want due process. I've said from the beginning, um, you know, I think Cuomo deserves due process. And I think Deshaun Watson does. So that's, that's point number one. I don't know what happened. I, I, I have no idea. No one in the media knows either. Point number two is this doesn't look good. I mean, that's fair to say. I mean, last I checked, 16 lawsuits, 24 women have come forward. It doesn't look good. I mean, it's, a, you know, I think three different, you know, several different states involved. Um, right. Does not look good. And I'll say point number three, we've covered athletes, talk with the media overall, much more speculation and criticism than Deshaun Watson has gotten. I mean, you know, a lot of people have steered clear from this, but these are the same people that, crushed Drew Brees for supporting the flag, um, you know, said that Josh Allen deserves to fail because his supporters like the American flag and the dog. That was Dominique Foxworth. Right. So I think a lot of different things are going on here. I mean, you're, you know, to your point about people start speaking up and detailing it, I, I think in certain circles that will have a lot of impact, but I think so much is driven by what the narrative around the story is. And so far it's been pretty quiet, wait and see. Um, I don't know what the NFL does here. I mean, Clay Travis and Outkick said yesterday he thinks there's a 0% chance that Watson plays the entire season. I, maybe I, I'm not ready to go that far because I just don't know how the NFL is going to respond to this. I mean, I, I all our civil lawsuits, I, I, I just don't know right now because 
the, the pressure on the NFL to do something is not nearly comparable to past incidents thus far. Right. Oh, although as soon as the, the cops get involved, if there are some if there's a criminal right. investigation, well, that, that's totally different. Totally different. It's criminal. And you know the NFL has come down hard on some guys. I think Clay Travis is right. He's going to miss. I mean, you got Brady got four games for allegedly taking air out of a football. So right. I think um, this is it's uh, at any level is not cool. I mean, it's misogyny. It's sexism at, at some point, uh, at least, and it's uh, a violent crime at most. And uh, whatever, uh, however, the civil trials turn out is one thing. But if the if the cops get involved in their criminal charges. Then it all changes. It's just a right. A week and, ago, at that point, at that point, you know, all bets are off. I mean, at that point, he'd be facing you know, legal trouble. He would be, you know, possible jail time. I mean, that 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 changes everything if criminal cases come down. And the and the lawyer that's representing the women, he said that he's requesting a grand jury. The Houston uh, district attorney is going to decide whether or not to grant him that grand jury. I mean, that would add, as you know, a whole different layer to this. So if you were to ask me that same question post-decision on a grand jury, you know, my answer would probably be incredibly different. It is potentially just the most explosive story since... Oh, yeah, no question. Um, but before before we let you go, Bobby, it's getting scary. You have to admit, with the new administration and the new in the empowering of big tech in so many ways, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I guess we're all going to have to depend on Donald Trump's new social media platform. We're all going to have to sign up for Trump Wire. That's what I've decided it's going to be called, Trump Wire. And maybe that'll be this bastion of free speech. But I don't know. I, I, it just feels ominous. I don't know if you agree with me on that. It feels ominous that, that, the, that the woke mob is more powerful than ever right now. Yeah, well, it, not only are they more powerful than ever, the people that are listening to them, they're, they have less of a backbone than ever, which is giving them power. I don't even think it's that like these woke people like are threatening. I just think that the people that are making these decisions, whether it be from major media companies or politicians or uh, you know across the Hollywood industry, they are so afraid of certain labels that they will do whatever they can, not worried about the bottom line just to make sure they don't get labeled a racist, a bigot, or whatever. I mean, those, though, that label, and, I, and I've written about this several times before, that carries so much power. It can right. be said by Kamala Harris. It can be said by somebody that joins Twitter tonight. Right. And then th that will get people to react. Uh, I think that explains so much of what's been going on. I mean, uh, business people. I cannot believe how much they have chosen to operate out of fear as opposed to operating out of what is in their best interest. I mean, it's something you kind of somewhat, I guess, you say, wow, are these people really, they're not as greedy as financially as we think because they're just trying to survive. I think what's really going on here to sum it all up, they know if you're in a position of power and you don't respond to these demands or these threats or these, you know, whatever you want to call them, these out, these outrage messages, you become vulnerable in your job because then somebody under you can say, Hey, you know, if I was in that position, I would have fired that person. I would have banned that person. I would have cut, I would have cut ties with that segment. I would have deleted that tweet. So I think these decision makers know that they have to be woke or those above them will come down on them.
Yeah, it's it's almost a requirement. It's frightening, frightening. But you know that's why there's a market for Outkick and and for Bobby Burak because there's not many people doing what you're doing, what you guys are doing. And uh, keep it up, Bobby Burak. We appreciate the time, and uh, we will talk to you again down the road. Hi, right, Jerry. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Bobby. That is Bobby Burak from Outkick, and uh, you can read him at Outkick.com or follow him on Twitter. Let me get the uh, the Twitter handle for Bobby and we'll give it to you because uh, it's good stuff. I mean, it's, it's, there's a real market for it. There's a real um, uh, void there in the sports media where you got them saying things that lots of people think and lots of people believe, but not many people write or tweet about it because there is this group think in sports media where you have to think a certain way. You have to feel, have a certain opinion. You have to worship Colin Kaepernick. You have to hate Donald Trump and uh, well, he hit it. He hit it at the yeah. end. It's survival. We've seen it. I mean, you've, yeah, it's you've, survival. you've seen it in radio for years. I mean, it's just people who there's no innovation. There's no nothing. It's people that just go along to get along to prolong their career. And that's it. That is, uh, you know, for, that's some for, of it. For a dope like you, that is a very smart point, as Tucker Carlson likes to say. Yeah. That is such a smart point. You can hear it, although I haven't been consuming much uh, radio these days, but you can hear the fear in their voices and the hope that they can get through another day or get through another month or get through the contract they have without getting canceled. Sounds kind of trite. Without getting pressured from the mob or like without saying something that will put them on the hit list. That's how it works in radio. That's how it works in much of the sports media. And that's easy to do if you're, you know, if you're, you name it, uh, Jamel Hill or, you know, uh, Max Kellerman or Michael Hawley. That's, they're, they're not doing, they're doing what they do. They're, they're, you know, good liberals who have, you know, agree with the woke mob, don't ever step out of line. So they'd have no problem. But if you have an independent thought, if you're Bobby Burak or Clay Travis or someone that occasionally you're like a John Stossel, you're a guy in network TV who occasionally has an independent thought, you got to be careful because if it's, Something that they disagree with, such as what, you know, like Chris Harrison did, uh, and you don't even realize it. You're going to go, what did I say? Oh, I said that we should show compassion, and and I, I said that we should try to understand why this college kid went to a frat party. I mean, so what? Oh, yeah? Well, get ready. And they end up coming down hard on him and getting him canceled, and he didn't even know what hit him. I mean, he literally didn't know what he did wrong. It's that bad in some cases at the network level. Certainly you can't, you, you know, you can't uh, step out of line or you get after 20 years, you get what, yeah, what's, you can, uh, what, what's, what's Kirk's line always. It's uh, you, you and him could just be talking to Brad Faxon right now and just be living, living a nice little life for you guys. <laughs> I always explain to, I always explain to him is if you do it right. And we did, he did is uh, you go home occasionally with that lump in your stomach because you're not sure if something you said, I mean, you know, it was right there at the edge, right there on at the line, you said something and you don't know if that's the thing that's going to, uh, ignite the mob or uh, get the you know phone calls to the boss and you get called in the next day. Did you really say this? And you go, yeah. And you go, Oh, and uh, I mean, it didn't happen as often to me as it did to him, but it never happens to, to most of the guys on air now, as, as he used to say, everyone's going to be Mike Greenberg, you know, eventually or Dale Arnold or Rich Keith, they're all going to be just, Sporty guys who never, ever take a chance. And if they have a thought, if they have it, like, like, that's why I like this Bobby Burak. I mean, he doesn't hesitate. 
he gives you his honest opinion and isn't doesn't seem concerned that he's not in the majority in the media and he's not afraid to get maybe get in trouble maybe get the twitter mop on his ass which is so refreshing you know when you see guys whatever the guys at espn the guys at network tv guys like that mark jones they could say anything he literally said he's afraid the cops will shoot him he literally be celebrated the death of rush limbaugh that's okay it's it only works one way the idea you know i talked about it yesterday that it, this this cancel culture is coming both directions is nonsense it works one way there is no equivalent to mark jones on the other side if there were he'd he'd have been canceled he'd have been fired he'd have been excommunicated years ago you just can't do it uh if you're uh, you know on one side of the aisle and you can on the other as we see almost every damn day but he was good i like him i like those guys they do uh said it from the beginning i know you have too that there's just a market for that. I mean, forget the fact that they're, you know, down south in Nashville and there's a lot of whatever, you know, good old boys. The whole country, there's a whole world, there's a market for that thinking. It's not conventional. It's not groupthink. It's not the same tired liberal mentality that they actually think out of the box and, and you know, try to get ESPN to actually answer those questions. I mean, they don't, they don't return. They don't, they don't answer them. They don't make Mark Jones available, but isn't that amazing that the guy, Mark Jones, the guy hated, you know, was happy that Rush Limbaugh died, Nick Bosa tore his ACL that hates cops. That guy got hired to replace the guy who got fired for saying all lives matter. It is. It is. And it's, it's crazy that he can, so he sits there and he thinks about what he's going to type out on Twitter because he's so excited. It's going to get so many likes. Right. And then when people, so basically like he wants attention over it, right? Because he wants the likes, he wants the retweets. And then when somebody like Bobby Burak says, okay, I want to talk to you about that tweet. Right. He's not willing to talk about what he wants everybody else to be. You know, I know. And, 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 and you know, off the air, he's probably a big mouth who hated Trump and loves, you know, the way the election went and hates whatever the AR-15 and hates white supremacy and all that crap. He's probably the typical loud, obnoxious liberal. Bobby Burke calls him, says, can I talk to you for a few minutes? <gasps> Hangs up. He won't dare give you his honest opinion because he knows, A, he's probably not that smart so he could actually make his case. It's easier to just, you know, say, oh, good, Rush Limbaugh's dead, uh, ding dong that's much easier than actually making a case it's just easy when you're with the mob when you're with the majority in to just go along just go along and you know tell oh yeah colin Kaepernick's wonderful or whatever you know and rush limbaugh's dead but you never you never have to think you never have to make your case articulate your case which he probably could not do so he's probably better off keeping his mouth shut and hating you know hating cops and in little sound bites and tweets but uh, anyway Thanks to Bobby Burek, um, and uh, thanks to uh, DCU and Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and uh, GovX. Thanks to all our wonderful sponsors. We really appreciate it. We'll give you an update tomorrow on the uh, Deshaun Watson uh, ticker tape. Every day we're going to have it in the corner of the screen. We're going to have the number of women who are accusing Deshaun Watson. And my prediction is any day now, one of them might not be on the record, is going to tell her story in with lurid detail to the Houston Chronicle or to some publication, and it is going to get much, much worse for um, for Sean Watson and uh, Rusty Harden. But uh, we'll get to that. We'll uh, we'll keep on top of that. Uh, that'll do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow.
why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.